It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. We got a great show for you guys today. Originally, we're going to have JB Long on the show. He couldn't make it, so we are cruising on through. We're going to keep recapping the Saints game from Sunday, talking about a few of the things that kind of came out today as far as stats and Pro Football Focus stuff, as well as injury updates. But again, welcome into the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams, your team every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can find the show on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Always feel free to reach out to us on social media, Lockdown Rams, all accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LA underscore Rambling Bear, and the Google number. The Google number is back, my friends, 657 345 4988. If you have a question for any of our guests coming up, tomorrow we've got our crossover episode with Jeff Lloyd from Lockdown Browns. They are actually playing behind me as we do this. They've got a pretty comfortable lead over the very, very sad New York Jets. Former USC quarterback Sam Darnold went out with mono. Their backup quarterback then basically almost had his ankle broken. They are now to their third string quarterback who they just activated off their practice squad. Luke Folk. And Luke Folk is no John Wolford. I mean, if we activated our practice squad quarterback, I'd be pretty excited about it, but that's not the case in New York. So we'll talk to Jeff Lloyd tomorrow on the Wednesday edition, the crossover edition, kind of catch up with him, instant reaction with him on how things are going, coming off that win, how they are turning around on a short week. Remember, this is back-to-back weeks that we have faced an opponent that played the Monday night before. It was the Saints- Opening the season on Monday night, we got them week two. And now the Browns on Monday night football, we get them week three on Sunday night football. Really good game there. Jake Ellenbogen on Thursday and Serena Morales on Friday to wrap up the week with the hype edition. So if you have a question for any of those people, hit me up on social media. Hit me up on the Google number 657-345-4988. And now your Lockdown Rams lead story. I'm Bear Motter, and yes, the Rams are 2-0 One of only five teams in the NFC to still be undefeated. Last year, the Rams were kind of known for having a very healthy team. Early this year, we have been tested on that so far. We saw Austin Blythe go down in week two, as well as Tyler Higbee. We've got a little bit of update on both those players. Sean McVay spoke on his press conference today, said that Austin Blythe, good news, is now day-to-day with a low ankle sprain. We saw him go down during the game, and he was in excruciating pain. He was rolling around. They had to bring the card out. So to find out that it's a low ankle sprain and he is day-to-day is very much good news from the Rams. Jamil Demby stepped in. Sean McVay said he played really well as he stepped in. The grade, PFF grade, really doesn't really support that. I think he had like a 34.8 as far as his PFF grade. But you know what? They're great in a lot of other things. We're talking about winning football games and doing whatever it needs to be done. He stepped in in the middle of the game. Jamil Demby, you got to give him a lot of credit. Yes, I think our whole offensive line really could have played a lot better because if you look at it, other than Brian Allen, 
who had a really great game and continues to impress in his first year as a starter. Sean McVay talked about him as well, saying couldn't believe how well Brian Allen is doing, not only just as far as his play and his blocking, but also as communicating, as being that quarterback on the offensive line, getting the protection set, taking care of all that stuff, and allowing that offensive line to know what's going on. That communication is so important in that center position, so he's doing really well. But good news for Austin Blythe. It sounds like he might even have a chance to play this Sunday night versus the Browns. Maybe the Rams take this a little cautious. They sit him one week, get him rest up, get him back to kind of a full health before they bring him back. We'll have to kind of monitor this situation as it develops throughout the week. But Austin Blythe, not going on the IR, not going to miss a big chunk of the season. He is day-to-day with a low ankle sprain. On the other side, Tyler Higby, chest injury, also day-to-day. It's crazy because Sean McVay talked about him having a bruised lung. He was seen spitting up blood at the game on Sunday. So to think that he's also day-to-day is very good news. We know he just got the big extension as well, right behind Jared Goff. So he is a big part of the plans moving forward. Again, day-to-day, he tweeted out and said he's ready to go and he wants to get back to practice. We'll see how the Rams take him. If they take things slow, a little more cautious. We're only in week two, getting into week three. No need to really rush these guys back, but a big game ahead of us on Sunday Night Football versus the Browns. So you may see them come back into action sooner than later. All good news as far as injuries go there. As we sit here and record it, it is Monday night, as I mentioned earlier. Crazy Monday in the NFL. We saw Jalen Ramsey come out and talk about wanting to be traded. The Rams have kind of been in that rumor mill. Minka Fitzpatrick was another guy that came out of Miami that said, basically, I'm sick of it, guys. This is not the the Miami team that I signed up for or was really trying to participate in. After their two straight blowout losses, Fitzpatrick, who is a natural safety, was playing a little bit more in the box. I think I saw a stat that said he played 82% of his snaps inside the box and basically as a linebacker up on the line going in there, getting physical. He was not happy. He was actually traded just a few hours ago to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a first-round draft pick, which is crazy to think the Miami Dolphins now have three first-round draft picks in next year's draft and two second-round picks. They are definitely in the reload mode, but you got to hit on those picks. It's always a risky, risky take. The Rams are known for trading their first-round pick. We haven't had a first-round pick since Jared Goff back in 2016. Jalen Ramsey is still out there. He demanded a trade. His agent said that they informed the team and that the team is kind of starting to look and talk with teams as far as the rumor mill that's going around. The Raiders, the Rams, the Chargers, of course the Patriots, all those teams involved as far as kicking the tires to figure out if this would be worth it. Remember, you got to think about where we are as far as a unit in the secondary Aqib Talib on the last year of his deal. Marcus Peters on the last year of his deal. Nikel Roby Coleman. I think he's got one or two years left on his deal. Then you're looking at David Long, who is a rookie. Still really don't know what he is as far as an NFL cornerback goes. Not sure if you really want to get into the Jalen Ramsey sweepstakes. He's a heck of a player, but he comes with that other side, kind of like the Odell Beckhams, the Antonio Browns. They have that Maybe not so much off-field issue, but on-field issue where they're kind of a bit of a diva. They're a little bit, how does this affect me? Why is everyone coming after me? And that doesn't really fit into the Rams aura of things, of the we, not me. We'll see how that all kind of plays out. But an interesting day in the NFL... All right, well, we are off and running on the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. Welcome everybody in. What we're going to do is we're going to step aside, take a quick break. We're going to be back second and third segment. Before we get over there, 
Mack Weldon is hooking you up, and I guarantee you their clothes are better than anything you got, at least anything better than I got in my closet right now. We're talking premium menswear, and for you guys, you get 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON. Also, it's the beginning of the week, so I know we all are looking at a long work week ahead of us. We just want to get to Sunday, sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on the two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting and then throw a little bit of money on them. So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie has got the fastest payout and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where you should play too. My favorite thing is the in-game live betting. They offer that there. But if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If you get all your picks to come through, they will multiply your winnings. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON. Visit MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Lockdown Rams Tuesday, right after this. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, second segment, Locked On Rams Tuesday, your team every day, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we get going in the second segment, guys, we're doing a giveaway for a Todd Gurley Nike Vapor jersey. I'm going to give the details for that tomorrow, so make sure to tune in for Wednesday's crossover edition. Again, I'll be giving away those details on tomorrow's show, so stay tuned. Chance to win a free jersey. I'm kind of doing a little promo here, so I'll give you some more detail tomorrow on that. Also, big shout-out to everyone in the Fantasy Football League. Just want to let you guys know, if you didn't get in, we're going to be doing this again next year, or maybe we'll open it up. We'll do two leagues if we get some interest. But just so you know, your boy, Bear Motter, holding it down 2-0 for the first time in my fantasy football career. I'm in multiple leagues. I'm in three leagues right now. I'm 2-0 in every one of my leagues. Knock on some wood here. Hopefully I make it through. I might have just said this and jinxed myself. I also helped my girlfriend in her first fantasy. She's 0-2, so it's kind of rough sitting here as I'm going, dude, I can't lose in fantasy, and she hasn't won a game. So uh, that is the world in fantasy football. Appreciate all you guys that are doing the pick'em with us. If you're still in it, 
Uh, you're allowed one miss. I saw a bunch of people didn't get a pick in. You can pick multiple weeks ahead, so go back to that. It's on NFL.com is where we did that. If you're in the Pick'em League, uh, it's a survivor pool. As soon as your team loses, I think I did it to where you can miss a couple to keep coming back, make it fun. Uh, I will be giving away some prizes to some top finishers there at the end of the year. So if you forgot last week, jump back in, get a couple picks, and to help yourself out, just pick a couple weeks. Get that going. Well, as we continue on with our Rams talk here on Tuesday edition, I want to talk a little bit about a few of the things coming out of the game that we may have touched on yesterday that we didn't get to really kind of deep dive into. One of those things is the offensive line. We talked about Jamil Demby coming in, actually listened to the Sean McVay show with J.B. Long. Again, unfortunately, J.B. was not able to make the show today, but I listened to his interview with Sean McVay and kind of, and he kind of asked Sean about how that role is and really looking back at the Sean McVay era so far, which is going on its third year here, we've never really had an injury to the offensive line. He's had his five starters every single game, every single year, except for the occasional play where a guy gets banged up and you got to throw a guy in for a few plays till he goes and gets wrapped up and comes back in. Or in week 17 of last year when we were resting starters, that doesn't really count in our opinion. But this game coming up, if Austin Blythe is not okay to come back, which all signs are pointing to with a low ankle sprain instead of the high ankle sprain, which is kind of the more extreme version of the ankle injury. But if he can't make it, they asked him about how does that preparation go? Obviously on Sunday, it went to Jameel Demby. Most likely it would go back to him again. But McVay did say that with having a week of preparation, knowing that you're not going with that starter compared to the in-game decision, it may change on how things go. And we looking at the numbers and I had... I think it was Mike Cook on Facebook that reached out and said, hey, what was Jamil Demby's pro football focus rating? It was 34.8, nothing to brag about. But when hearing Sean McVay talk about it, he doesn't care about pro football focus numbers. He cares about giving Jared Goff just enough time. And he talked about that play that we explained yesterday, the Cooper Cup across the middle, 66, 67 yard extravaganza catch and run. And he said that Jamil Demby, go back and watch the film, Jamil Demby, had Cam Jordan, and that's a challenge in, in its own. Cam Jordan, an excellent pass rusher. And actually, I think he's a little underrated. I know we all sit here and we know Cam Jordan's good, but as far as the national picture as your ranking, I think he doesn't get enough love as he probably should. But Jamil Demby had that task on that third down. Third and short, Cam Jordan got some pressure, got to Jared Goff right as he threw it, but kept him off to allow the play to go on. And really, that's what Sean McVay's looking for, especially in the passing game. If you're going to get a backup to come in, we know you're not the starter. We just need you not to give up sacks, not to have holding penalties, not to jump off sides, not to do little things that are going to get us in trouble, but instead do the little things that allow Jared Goff to get the ball off. We talked about Jared Goff not having the best game, but he was able to deliver the ball under pressure and get it out a few times where he probably should have had a couple more sacks. So, Overall, as far as the offensive line, no one really played well. I mentioned it earlier, Brian Allen played pretty well. His PFF grade was 72.7. He was the highest offensive lineman outside of Tyler Higby, who gets down there and does some blocking, but Higby left the game uh, at a certain point. He had a 75.3 grade. Uh, looking at the offensive line from there, it was Andrew Whitworth with a 50.7. That was our second highest graded uh, offense alignment. Rob Havenstein with a 50.5. Austin Blythe with a 50. Noteboom with a 37.7. 
As of right now, PFF has our pass blocking as being third worst in the league and it has our run blocking as the fifth worst in the league. Our defense played that well for us to kind of get away with this last two games. So something that has to kind of make some improvement, right? A lot on Jared Goff and that he's not coming out and performing as well as we kind of expected, especially coming off this big contract. But it shows you right there. He's been under pressure a lot. He's been kind of trying to extend plays, get the ball out quickly. Hasn't had time to go down the field a lot. We saw that one massive bomb on, I think it was like third and 15 as well, which was awesome. But to Brandon Cooks, other than that, he hasn't had a lot of chances to get time to look deep down the field. We'll have to improve there on the offensive line. We've got Todd Gurley, who's been running pretty well. Malcolm Brown, who has really impressed in his limited action. We have not seen the rookie Daryl Henderson yet, and I think we're all kind of chomping at the bit, waiting to see what he can do. I don't think it's as much as he's not ready or not understanding the system, but more of they're taking him along slowly. The guys in front of him, one and two, are performing pretty well, trying to find out a role for him. We expected it at this point, really. I mean, if you go back to my preseason post-draft talks, I expected Daryl Henderson to kind of pass up Malcolm Brown early in the season that's not the case anymore. That was probably never the case, but uh, here we are kind of looking to see how this offense can get clicking. We're still up there scoring 30 points, 27 points. Uh, so we, we're still producing as far as the end goal, but man, you got to talk about converting those touchdowns. We got to do better run blocking. We got to do better pass blocking. Allow Jared Goff to look down the field. Allow Jared Goff to look at his first, second, third read. Maybe go back to read number two. Right now, he's back there. Read one, read two, throw. Read one, read two, throw. He's done very well with not turning over the ball, but that's not going to happen for long. So we'll see how that kind of shakes out. Looking at the clock, I've rambled on for quite a bit here. I'm going to edit this up. Might shorten it up a little bit, but what we'll do, take a break, step aside. I saw all you guys at the Coliseum working hard this Sunday, jumping up and down supporting the Rams. I hope you got your tickets on Vivid Seats because Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing the fans with live entertainment experiences that will last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, you guys can watch your favorite teams and your artists perform in person while earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app with the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. All of Vivid Seats are confirmed orders and are backed by 100% guarantee from the biggest concerts to the biggest Rams games to the hottest theater shows in town. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app. Join the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program today. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. Again, Vivid Seats app, download it, enter the promo code KICKOFF, get that discount, and go see the Rams or your favorite live events in person. We'll be right back. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. 
Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment, Locked On Rams Tuesday. I appreciate all you guys listening. Don't forget, go hit the subscribe button. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. We've got some really awesome sponsors on the show that will be coming on here soon. I appreciate you guys hanging in here. We do a three-segment show. we got tons of awesome people involved in making this happen. Our network is growing. If you guys haven't checked out the Locked On Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer, go check it out. If you haven't checked out Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock with the Locked On NFL podcast, it's amazing. Also, NBA season. I know it's kind of that quiet season, but check in on the Lakers and Clippers locally. Any other team that you're down for, check them out. The Lockdown Podcast Network has it all, and I'm really glad to be a part of this network and represent the Los Angeles Rams because right now we are one of the best teams in football and will continue to be that way, especially if we've got Sean McVay, Lesney, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, all these guys locked up for many and many years. Really excited about that. Well, I talked about the pro football focus grades as far as the offensive line, where they rank as a group. Let's flip it over. Let's get let's finish on some positive stuff because even though the line needs some improvement, like I said, they're doing just enough. We've got just enough of a superstar behind it in, in Todd Gurley to be able to move and get around. And then, of course, Malcolm Brown uh, making a lot out of a little on a few of those runs and probably had one of my favorite first down celebrations of the week. He went left, right, left, right, probably ran 20 yards to get 10, and then was down on the ground, did a little finger point the other way. Great celebration. But as you flip to the defense, the first guy I got to talk about is Eric Weddle, man. Just so excited to see him in a full game. He got knocked out pretty early in that Panthers game with the laceration to the head when he took that knee and the, the helmet cut his head. He's the one wearing the green dot. That was Corey Littleton last year who had an amazing year taking on multiple responsibilities, not only at that middle linebacker position, but also being the quarterback of the defense this year. We've got Eric Weddle, this veteran, all-pro guy that has the ins and outs of football. I mean, just go ahead and Google Eric Weddle mic'd up and enjoy whatever video clips come up because the way that he reads a football game and the way that he can communicate and move players around and get them in position, Sean McVay said again today, it's like having another coach on the football field, the way that he can get players in line and have them understand what they're trying to do as a defense really elevates everyone's game. Obviously, he led the way with that monster hit right out of the gate that led to the turnover right away. But Eric Weddle put up a 73.5 grade. That was fifth best when it came to the defense, going upwards from 4-3-2-1. Marcus Peters comes in with a 74.5. Marcus Peters, again, gave him a lot of grief last year. He struggled at times. These first two games, he's been playing pretty well. I will say, there's a couple times, and I tweeted out, that he's got an opportunity to go make a play, stick his nose in there, make a tackle. He may take a little bit of pain on the other side. He's not really willing to do that. Uh, there was one, and I can't remember, it might have been a Camara run uh, where he had an angle. He was almost running in a 90-degree angle right at him, and instead of kind of laying out and going for a reaching tackle, he kind of jumped, pulled up, and went out of the way. Uh, the running back ended up getting a few more yards on the carry. It may have ended up in a first down. I don't remember because I was grabbing my phone to basically tweet going like, come on, Marcus Peters, stick your nose in there and make it hit. He's 
shown that he's able to do that a few times on those short wide receiver screens. He'll come up and make a play, make a big hit, get his nose in there. But when it comes to kind of getting in the mix, into the pile with a running back, there's many of clips out there showing him kind of getting out of the way instead of getting in the way. But still, to his credit, Marcus Peters with a 74.5 grade. Maybe he gets some points for throwing a helmet. Uh, If you didn't see that, Marcus Peters basically ripped off a dude's helmet and then chucked it. I don't know if I'll always support that, but in this play versus the Saints, no flag. I support it. Marcus Peters, though, overall had a really good game, 74.5 grade. Number three, a guy that they said was all done, man. It's got nothing left in the tank. Clay Matthews, 76.1. Clay Matthews had a great game. He's coming off the edge with power and steam. He actually created a fumble. The Saints got it back on that sack. I think he's got a big chip on his shoulder this year. He's never had a guy like Aaron Donald on the line to kind of work off of. You got Dante Fowler on the other side, who actually ranked in at number two at 77 as far as a pro football focus grade. So those three guys all working together, including number one on this list, Aaron Donald, who came in at 81.5. Those guys together, I think the more and more they get to play together, the more and more they're going to click. Yes, we need more pressures from guys like Michael Brockers and Sebastian Joseph Day and Morgan Fox when he's in there, and especially Dante Fowler and Clay Matthews as they continue to put pressure. We need them to win some one-on-one battles because Aaron Donald is not going to get many. We actually saw Aaron Donald got a uh, one-on-one matchup last week, and instantly uh, I started tweeting it out, and I think it was Will Powell that was tweeting back with me like, did I just see a one-on-one matchup with Aaron Donald? Don't expect to see that a lot this year. Uh, He was back in the backfield in like .2 seconds. Uh, It was basically a throwaway play for the Saints. He didn't get a sack because, of course, when you see Aaron Donald coming through on -on one-on-one pressure, your brain's like, get rid of the ball right now. But defensively, if you looked at how those grades for pro football focus look versus how they look on the defense side, we're talking two different worlds. We had nine guys that ranked above a 70 grade in pro football focus on the defense. We only had seven on the offense side of the ball. And really, as you're looking at the offense, Uh, It dropped off pretty fast at that 70 grade. Brandon Cooks came in at 71, and then it dropped off into the 60s, the 50s, the 30s. On the defense, uh, when it drops off 70, it goes 60s, 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 50s. So there's the drop off is still uh, showing that the defense is doing some good things out there. Uh, Another shout out to Michael Brockers, John Johnson, Taylor Rapp, Akib Tlaib, all in that above 70 class, which is in pro football focus is in the green. That's mean you're doing some good things, right? Uh, overall, that defense really held us in the ball game. Excited about what they're going to do the rest of the season. We've got an interesting matchup coming up, and we're going to be talking about it tomorrow. Again, our Locked On crossover with Jeff Lloyd from Locked On Browns. We're going to talk about how to match up versus Baker. Uh, is Odell Beckham truly back? He had a monster 70-plus yards catch and touchdown. Uh, Baker threw three interceptions of the first game. They're playing the really depleted Jets at this point, so you expected them to win this ball game, but they came away with the win. They looked a lot better. Their defense looked a lot better from week one, so we'll have to see how, how the Rams are going to match up, especially as we just talked about our offensive line not doing so hot. They've got a guy on their side that may end up being one of the better defensive players in the next few years. So some good stuff still to come this week. We're going to try to link up with Jake Ellenbogen. I think it's his last day here in L.A. He's flying back out to New York. We'll see if we can catch him, get him on the line as well, and then Serena Morales on the Friday hype edition to get you ready for Sunday night. you got to watch every single football game 
Thursday night, the whole Sunday slate until Sunday night when we get the Rams game. But we are in prime time in the lights in Cleveland. You know that is going to be a packed house. They're excited about their football team. And anytime the Rams come to town, it is a circle your calendar type of game. In the meantime, hit me up on social media. Questions, comments, concerns, let me hear you. I appreciate you guys every time I see you. I'm going to try to interact a little bit more on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm always there. Hit me up. Leave a comment. Leave a question. But with that, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.